We've had a story from the Bible read to us this morning from Genesis, the first book in the Old Testament and featuring Abraham, one of the main characters in the Bible, and of course a great man of God. You may have read the story before, and we know from the story how God provides for Abraham. Just as he's about to kill Isaac, his son, God intervenes and offers an alternative for the sacrifice with a ram stuck in the thicket. It is, of course, a great story of God providing, and Abraham himself celebrates this by calling this place, The Lord Will Provide. This Sunday, as we consider harvest and give thanks to God for what he has done for us and what he provides for us, I've chosen this story to help us better understand how we can be thankful for what God gives us, but also understand that we, like Abraham, need to learn to trust God and that he does have a plan for us. In fact, there's even a plan revealed in this story that's a plan for each and every one of us and demonstrates that we have a God that provides everything that we need. More on that in a moment. Let's first take a closer look at the story for Abraham has learned that he can trust God and that God delivers on his promises. God has told him that he will have a son even though Abraham was a hundred years old and his wife Sarah was 90 years old and that he would be the father of many nations and a multitude of descendants will come from that son. That son will be named Isaac and that means he will laugh and it's clear that the birth of Isaac brings great joy to both Abraham and Sarah. We know between that time and today's story uh, there's a period of time the story starts with the words some time later as it's no longer a baby clearly Abraham has had some time of appreciating God's blessing but now God wants to test him do you know that sometimes God will test us so that we can learn more about him and our relationship with God can grow this is about to happen with Abraham so God is testing him and he tells him Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. How do you think Abraham felt? He clearly loves his son, but also knows that he needs to trust God. Can God really be asking me to kill my son, the son that he promised to me? However, Abraham carries out what God tells him to do. And early the next morning, he takes Isaac with a donkey and some of his men and sets out on the journey. Now, it's worth remembering at this moment that we know how the story will end. And we know that God will provide Abraham. But Abraham doesn't fully know what God is doing. He just knows he needs to trust him. Sometimes we can find our serves in tough times and I know there are many people in Abbey Church that have been through times of testing when they've had to trust God to provide and to help them through the challenges. Abraham here is trusting God. It takes them three days to get close to the area where God has told him to go. He must have been wondering on the journey what is God planning to do? However on the third day knowing that he can trust God he tells his helpers to stay with the donkey while he and Isaac go up and worship. 
He tells them that they will be back. It appears that Abraham is trusting that God has a plan, that perhaps this is a test and that God will do a miracle. Even though he can't know exactly what God will do, he says, we will go up and worship and then we will come back to you. Isaac himself is somewhat confused as there's no animal to sacrifice. There was the wood and the fire and um, Isaac's carrying the wood and he says to his father, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Abraham answers, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them go on together. It is clear that Abraham has learned to trust God. God told them he would provide a son and he did. God was faithful. Now God is telling him to sacrifice his son. But Abraham trusts God and he is trusting for a miracle, even though things don't make sense. He goes ahead with the plan and is about to kill Isaac, who is now bound and laying on the altar when God, via an angel, interrupts him. Abraham passed the test. The Lord has provided. It's an amazing story. But what does it teach us? Well, sometimes we will go through troubles. And these can be how God tests us and grows us. It helps us to learn more about him and that we can trust him, which allows God to grow us more and trust him greater and into greater things. It should be noted that Abraham and Sarah were not perfect. They didn't always get things right and trust God. But the more they learned to do so, the more useful they were to God and the more he was able to help them grow in their relationship with him. Abraham trusted God and was able to give thanks because even though he was being tested, God was faithful and provided for him. One of the verses we looked at earlier this morning was found in Ephesians 3 and verses 20 to 21. These are part of the prayer that Paul gives the Ephesians and demonstrates Paul's understanding of God being able to provide all that we need. His prayer ends with these words. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever Amen. Paul is saying that we have a God that we can trust to provide all that we need. Do you really believe that? Perhaps you've listened to today's story and you think, I could never trust God like Abraham. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. But God isn't asking you to be like Abraham, but he's asking you to trust him. What that means is that we need to get to know him better. We need to do that by reading the Bible and allowing our understanding as to who God is to grow and what he's done for us to change us and to develop the relationship between us and God. It's also helpful to hear what God is doing in the lives of those around us, to be encouraged by them as how God is testing and growing them. Perhaps they or you are being challenged to do things that you find difficult. But God will never ask you to do anything he won't be there to help you with. He just wants you to trust him. Before we come away from the story of Abraham and Isaac, 
there's one more important thing that's revealed in this story that we shouldn't miss. Do you notice that at the start of the story, there is a place name mentioned. God tells Abraham to go to the region of Moriah. Now Moriah is a significant place. It's a place mentioned in the book of 2 Chronicles. Also, it's where King David meets a man called Ornan and buys a piece of land. Later on, Solomon uh, builds the temple on that land, which becomes known as Jerusalem. Notice later in our story, after they had journeyed for three days, he looks up and sees a place. Uh, the Bible says, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. This place would have been the highest point to the north of the Moriah region, to the highest peak. This place, hundreds of years later, would be known as Golgotha or Calvary, the very place where Jesus would be crucified. You see, this story of Abraham and Isaac is picturing and looking ahead to a plan that God has hundreds of years later where he will provide the perfect sacrifice, not a ram caught in a thicket, but his own son, Jesus. Isaac carries the wood to the place where Abraham is about to offer him up as a sacrifice. Jesus carries the cross of wood on the same journey, the same hill and the same place. You see, God has a plan for us all. That's both a plan for each and every one of us as individuals and a plan for our own lives to live in relationship with him. And of course, a plan of salvation through his own son, Jesus, freely available for everybody. The question is, can we trust him? Do we really believe he supplies all our needs? If yes, then we can grasp a truly amazing and wonderful thing and give him real thanks.